still gonna take a drink though. <laughs> and it's a friggin' hot one out there, folks. Yeah, again, let's uh call it obvious. It's warm. Um you don't like to complain, I don't like to complain. I don't know if it's complaining. I guess you're just stating the obvious, but also mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, this just in, water is also wet. You know it's hot when your Brazilian wife calls it a hot day. She says it's hot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's warm. I hope you guys are staying cool. Uh, Welcome back to Coffin Over Comfort Zone. Welcome to Coffin Over Comfort Zone. You know, when we started, I was just going to say, when we started the uncomfortable community, I did not expect to be physically uncomfortable while doing the podcast. While we did the podcast, yeah. There's supposed to be metaphorical. Levels of comfort that we have to, I guess, I guess isn't that mostly what life is, just making life more and more comfortable for yourself? Mm -hmm. Like, so much of what we do is so that we can live... Like one of the things they said after my accident was like, you know, how to uh, like or like the Rick Hansen Foundation, you know, they talk about, you know, bettering the quality of life for uh, disabled or people using or spinal people with spinal cord injuries. Okay. Right. And so doesn't that make you think it's like so much of what we do in our life that we buy, what we spend time doing, but like what we spend our money on, isn't it just to make ourselves more and more comfortable like we buy a certain house but then we put certain things in it just to make ourselves more comfortable but then it's like you have to do things you have to actively do things to take yourself outside of that to grow you have to do things that are uncomfortable i was going to say the irony is yeah i think it's more of a first world problem to um yeah yeah to quote that classic thing from the early 2000s i believe it was derived from first world problem first world problems oh yeah true, remember true, true. that that was like a pop culture that thing? was a very common when, when, when did that start is that t- i think early Soci- 2000s i don't know where it started from social though. media had to be involved I think. probably because then we had a little more awareness of what a real first it definitely world was, was a hashtag yeah yeah um yeah i was gonna say i think there's a, and i always joke about this i think there's a point of i think what they call diminishing return when it comes mm-hmm. to your living comfort because the richer people get the more they'll pay to have an uncomfortable experience. Oh, so true. you'll see, you don't see people that are not living comfortably go camping, which is an uncomfortable experience. It seems to be a privileged activity true. to be uncomfortable. To do it, yes, because you know what you're going to discover as far as I can understand. I'm not speaking from experience because I don't. Are you a camper? No. Yeah. You uh-huh. now see the thing is, Mm-mm. someone could look at you and oh, yeah. think you were a camper. Yeah, I know? look like I live out of the even right now seat of my car, like mid high socks, <laughs> unbrand named shoes. You know, yeah, I like, get mistaken for like a a backpacker or granola oh, yeah. eater often. Gr- I don't yeah. know if I ever told the story where I you look I, like you live off granola. Yeah, I've <laughs> I've played at Veg Fest. I've played music at Veg Fest like for two or three years and. I think they assume I'm a vegan. Vegan, yeah. You, you told me that, look, yeah. But I, I, definitely not. You, yeah, so you look like a camper, but you're obviously you're not. No, not at all. I think when I was in grade... Oh, what was it? Did you go to camp? Nope, never. Uh, I think it was grade five or six. It was a two-night trip to the Pinery with a bunch of classmates, but it was okay. someone's birthday. So it was, I think, maybe seven, eight of us. We had two, uh, two lots... And I went, and I was like, I guess I'll try this. Let's do this. We all brought our bikes. Like, the parents, they brought they brought everything. Okay. And by the second day, I woke up and went to the info center and called my dad and was like, can you come pick me up? And I, went, I didn't even make it two nights. What was about it that you hated? Like, what is it about camping that you don't like? I don't know. I think... Um, like, it's not electricity. It's not the disconnection from that, is it? No, no. I like oh. getting out in nature. I like going to cabins, I guess you could say. Cabins, okay. Um, so you didn't it do- takes me a few days to get comfortable 
in that uncomfortable surrounding. That I'm makes not a sense. quick adapter. Like I'll I'll be the first to admit, like when I travel, I'm not somebody that when I land, I'm like, here we go, baby, let's do it. It's You'll like just... nah. I, I I take a few days to adjust. What? Rem- a days. Yeah, days. When I went to Australia, I think it was day two. I called my dad at what would have been 1 a.m. their time, probably, what, like 4 p.m. this time. I forget the difference. Just to say what? almost like in tears because a burrito was like $21. And I started worrying about my money by day three. But, and I hadn't slept much. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. No, no, it's it's fine. Like, but I seem like somebody, most people are like, yeah, you seem like a traveler. You got everything on lock and chill. And I'm having panic attacks basically three days in. Because oh. I don't adjust well. Same with uh, going to resorts. <laughs> it takes me about two or three days to adjust to even like eating at the buffet. I'll like not be able to eat as much the first few days because really? I find I'm just not adjusted to the surroundings. Yeah, yeah. It definitely takes me a couple of days to adjust to things. See, now I'm speaking as if I'm reacting as if that's not a problem for me. But I've only been on, as far as I can remember right now, I've only been on vacation once. Okay. And yeah, that yeah, was yeah. to South Carolina. Yep. And... I didn't have a problem with many things because so many things were made for me to be comfortable. Like, okay, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, we're going to have her on as a guest. Should we name her first? I was with... I don't know. Should you name her? No, let's not name her yet. Let's not name her yet. She shall go she unnamed. She shall go unnamed. Name. She shall go unnamed. Yeah. She who should not be named. That, sh- that sounds like a Harry Potter. It is Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There you go. Bro. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> you know me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew that was coming from somewhere. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I went to South Carolina with uh, her and her family and uh, a lot of things, like even my bed that I was sleeping on, like uh, I brought my mattress, my blow up air mattress that, you know, continuously con- uh, uh, pushes air through it. So just, a, you know, another device to make me more and more comfortable, like, you know, living as a person who's, you know, a quadriplegic. But, um, you know, but then I remember her dad got me this, bed frame that was kind of like a hospital frame so we put my mattress on that so life was made more comfortable but as far as like going out and socializing i guess we were on like these private grounds so it didn't have to reach too too far but like Mm -hmm. eating food going out and like talking to people like i had a psw who was from that area okay yeah so he came and like uh his name was edmund Mm -hmm. and uh or edwin 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 or Edmund? No, Edwin. My man was cool. He was cool though. He was pretty dope. Uh, he did ask me if I was he Spanish. No, he's black. Oh, yeah. So Edwin. My man was dope, and like I don't usually have like male PSWs. I really don't. There's very few of them. Yeah, it's not a popular no, gig for for, uh, for males. For, yeah, if we could pull some stats, it's probably like what one to ten, probably. Oh, I bet it's no, no. I bet it's lower than that. Really? Eh? I bet it's much lower than that. Especially uh, on like what you need for PSW now. So in 14 years of getting services, yep. I've had one, two, one, two, three, four males. And you've mentioned, I, think, I think you've had over, I've had well over, over 130. 100. Yeah. Yeah. I've had well over 130. I knew it was a high number there. Yeah. So in four, but like in 14 years, I've had four that I can think of right now. And there's, yeah. So it's not, it's, it's not a common thing. So mm-hmm. that was, you know, that was cool. And I guess even like having male nurses was something, it was different, but like it wasn't, I wasn't always uncomfortable with it, but it was definitely, there was definitely something different about it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, uh, but like I said, like it's not, yeah, it's not like I was what all that part uncomfortable. Was what, what part was different do you find? Sorry. Yeah. It's not all that like comf- the The bonding or, or is that what you're going to get into? Uh, with the nurse, like, like a male nurse. Sorry, I don't, male there's definitely camaraderie. Like yeah. I, I felt that immediately, but like you know, it, it felt different. Like just being vulnerable and like just naked and exposed and doing that, you know, in front of a male versus a female. Like, and I don't know why, yeah. but like it just because it's the same job, same you would occupation, think almost opposite. Because it's from true. Like high school gym, grade nine. Mm-hmm. The school you nurse. Got, you gotta no, and you gotta go in the showers after gym. Oh, true. Yeah, so you get kind of exposed to that as a dude. 
Right. Like um, being naked around. Why do we dudes. do that? I don't understand that. In I don't know. And schools. then it was weird in grade nine because then if you didn't go in, people were, would make fun of you. People made fun of you. But that, yeah. And but then if you went in, like I, I don't know, it was a very. It's like if you thing. went in with too much bravado. Yeah. One time, like my hair is really long. One time I was drying. In high my school ha- was. Yeah, my hair's always been pretty long. So okay. I, I had long hair in high school, probably past my shoulders. Okay. And I remember I was drying my hair once in the shower because I was hanging it on the shower head. So I stopped the shower. I think I was last in the showers and I was drying my hair. But when I dry my hair, I dry it with the towel forward. And a guy walked in the shower, another dude, and he was like, dude, are you gay? Like, why are you covering yourself? And I was like, I hadn't even thought anything of it. I was just drying my hair in the shower. And I'm like, these are the kind of like mental hurdles like you have to get over as a teenager. You know what mine was? And it went, you know, after showering, you know, after gym class was and my brother and I both experienced this because we moisturize like oh, cocoa butter, cocoa butter. Yeah, we would have a big thing of it. Oh, yeah. And we would moisturize after showers mm-hmm. and like dudes would be like, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? I'm like, bro, just you get too that, ashy if you that's don't. That's a weird thing. That's like, I don't know what happened or why it's happened, <clears throat> but for some reason it is correlated with the idea of being gay or of being gay. Yeah, yeah. Of taking care of your skin. Taking I don't care, know yeah. where or when. I don't know why. Yeah. It's, because it's very weird. Because it feels great mm-hmm. having comfortable skin. Mm-hmm. Like, I think white people are just used to dried up leather. Well, because like, <laughs> do you see dry skin on yourself? Oh, all the time. Yeah. But I, if I, you I were black, shows. though, you would see it more. 100%. Exactly. Because yeah, yeah, you, you see, what what is it? Like chalky elbows Bro, it's, and knees. It's, it's, ashy is what ashy, it's called. Ashy. ashy. You've heard ashy yeah, before. Yeah. Ashy Larry. Ashy Larry. Yeah. Here you go. So- hundred percent. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I've been moisturizing since I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know, seven, eight years old or something. And so when you got to school and you were doing it, like you literally just sticking my hands in like this like, tub of like pretty much like was it butter like the just, real cocoa butter and like the like the orange urns looking? I don't know. Uh, I can't remember what it was. My uh, buddy, he'd get his straight from Ghana. His mom would bring them back. Ours was in like this blue tub thing. Okay, everyone's got yeah. their source, I yeah. think. Shea butter. He came out of the shower one day. I was at his house, and it was probably the most African thing I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I think it was me, him. Who is this? Your roommate? Who is this? Uh, my, one of my best friends in university. Okay, uh, and he's from he's Africa? From, he's from Ghana. Ghana, okay, true. Yeah. So yeah. he comes out of the shower, and it's me, him, and his homie from Mississauga there. Yeah. And his homie's black from Mississauga. So you're the whitest guy. You're I'm, the wh- only white yeah, guy. Yeah, okay, I'm yeah, white. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and, and like, I, I'm looking fucking dry as can be anyways. I don't yeah. think I had started my moisturizer routine yet. And uh, he comes out of the shower, and it was just like... <laughs> I still can't, to this day, I laugh. He just go, who stole my cocoa butter? And it was Did just you? like the most African, like, I don't know if that accent was good, <laughs> but it was the most African thing I've ever heard. And he looked at me and I was like, did you take it? No, Uh-oh. dude, what am I going to do with cocoa do you butter? Not, do you not moisturize? Oh yeah, I moisturize okay, all the okay. time. But at the time, I didn't realize the value of moisturizing and two... I ain't touching a black man's cocoa butter. I oh, true, true, true. I ain't true. fucking around. Oh, yeah. So I was like, dude, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> but it was just the most African thing I'd ever heard him say, and I just started dying laughing. <laughs> so when was the first time you tried? Okay, actually, wait, just to jump back, though, because uh, I don't want to get too, too far. Um, uh, but, yeah, having, uh, you know, going on vacation mm-hmm. and... Uh, I have I don't have a lot of experience when it comes to like uncomfortable like I like meeting new people um, trying new foods and stuff like that so like just to close the book on that I uh, well I wanted to just take a, a mention but I'm of sorry that. you felt like that every time you were traveling that's because you travel quite a bit yeah yeah no it just takes me a few days to adjust this okay. I've gotten used to it um, I was gonna mention to you uh, it sounds like and it's more given your situation when you travel you need to minimize the unknowns basically absolutely like i want to travel via plane i haven't mm-hmm. done it yet but one of my biggest concerns and like i've looked into some stuff we're doing a vlog this is happening yeah at some point um one of my biggest concerns are actually just my two main concerns one mm-hmm. are my uh apparently blood clots is a thing when you fly now again i don't have any experience flying like i've been on a plane what two times in my life so going to england and then coming from england so that's about it it when it comes to me for the flying but um as a quadriplegic we wear like 10 stockings and you know circulation socks and stuff like that like compression socks right you know what i'm talking like about 10 pairs of socks tens is what they call them tens oh, so. <laughs> yeah I, I, I thought you meant you were putting 10 stockings on every day. No. I know. 
<laughs> Trust me, I'm aware of my misunderstanding. <laughs> anyway. Tens. So tens is a brand. I think that's Shout what they call them. Yeah, I think that's what they call them. Um, I don't know. I heard a lot. Sponsorship in... maybe tens. Yeah. Stockings. It's not the point of the story here. And then uh, wearing this, you know, compression socks and stuff. You do it because of, you know, circulation, your feet, mm-hmm. you're sitting down all the time, right? You know, so it's important for me to change my body position and to move, right? And get, you know, massages. I've never had one, but like massages are important uh, for circulation. Anyways, but when you fly, you know, blood clots, you know, to change in altitude is what can produce blood clots. So like, I didn't know that. And like, I've read things online about like, you know, these horror stories of, you know, people in spinal, with spinal cord injuries, you know, going through stuff like that and having to experience that. I'm like, I don't want. So that's something that like, I want to make sure I understand that fully before I do, because I definitely am going to. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely going to fly. Um, the other thing is I read, I've read stories about pieces of the chair breaking off and you landing in another country and you don't have those extra pieces. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, and there's fine little small things on my chair that if they snapped off, uh, there's this like little tiny piece. If I break it off, I won't be able to adjust the height of my armrest anymore. You know, things like that. Um, if a tiny piece breaks off and then I won't be able to use my headrest. So I like to take naps in my chair. I can get in bed and take naps. I do that every now and then. If I wanted to ask you that. Yep. When you ever mention you're taking a nap. I'm in my chair. Is well, it in your chair? Most of the t- Most of the time... Uh, most of the time, I'm in my chair. Okay. But there's... So you've mastered the art of sleeping while sitting up. No, no, I don't sit straight up. My chair reclines. Oh, what? Bro, you know this. Hold on. Do this right now. I don't I don't know this. I've never seen it recline. Hold Can on. you do it on the podcast right now? I'm going to take off my head. Hold on. Oh, shit. Okay, guys. So I'm going to commentate this. Yeah, what's yeah. Happening, so I didn't know this mind. could happen. You've seen this, this whole time, I thought Dan, when he said he was taking a nap... Just fell asleep in like the sitting up position, very uncomfortably. Yeah, so, yeah. And I was always like, "Why doesn't his neck hurt more? This doesn't make sense." Okay, so he's gonna show me. So I've only ever seen his chair upright, and right now he's about to hit some buttons. Oh shit! This is going right back like a medical, almost like a medical lazy boy. Now, do you have to strap your legs in? The legs don't go anywhere. Do you have to strap them in, though? No. No? I was worried they might, like, carry over, flip no, you no, backwards. No, don't bend up or anything. No? So this is it. Yeah. So he's at about, like, a... I would say he's a solid V right now. Definitely V. Definitely a V position. Do you yeah. feel like you could fall? When I first... Like, here, let me... Let yeah, yeah, so please come, please come back up. <laughs> My favorite part of it is that it is an instantaneous process and it has to be a little slow. Do you see how slow it is? Yeah, it is slow. But yeah, because it looks like I've leaned back on things and like, I mean, even from skateboarding, there's some tricks where you have to test your balance or trust your balance and it really goes against what your brain wants to tell you and it looks like you're on an angle there that looks uncomfortable. It's not... Not uncomfortable, but like uncomfortable to your brain. Like, of course, at first... It looks like I, I was worried you were going to tumble all the way back. Well, like they... Overhead. When they showed me how far I could go back, they would literally stand on it tilted. So they tilt it and someone would stand on it and show that, like, it's weighted so that it does not do that. Yeah, so, yes. but I have had situations where my backrest, like, certain screws pop out mm-hmm. as I'm as I'm lying back. So, like, I have a chest strap on my chair that I use to drive. So you've seen me, you've seen me drive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I uh, put the chest strap on. So because of the chest strap is around the backrest, when that has happened, because it's happened twice, where the screw or something will snap off, the backrest can't fall out anywhere completely. It can't hit the ground because the backrest is then keeping it in the frame of the chair still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. it's almost like a safety net to having the backrest or the um, uh, the the chest strap there, but. Uh, Oh yeah, man! Like it, when I first see, like when I first learned to sit up, mm-hmm. right? Uh, therapist, physio, you know, would sit me up, held my head, took my neck brace off, and said, "We just want you to practice, like you know, getting the muscles back in your neck." Because mm-hmm. right? I, I want to mention as well, yep. which I didn't narrate, when you were in that V position, 
You were still sitting upright a little from your chair to look at me. Oh, my head was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I could bring my head. You were still postured up. up a bit. You weren't just like in your chair back. I can put my head all the way back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing is like the first time I actually sat up after my accident. So atrophy, you know, muscles aren't moving for X amount of weeks. And then I just had surgery. Right. Mm-hmm. And then my head's been my next been in a brace once there you get to that point where you have to start moving your neck to strengthen the muscles i thought when they sat me up and she let go of my head and took the brace off they let go to say great we're gonna let go of your head she let go of my head. i thought i was falling to the ground yeah yeah, yeah. that's the feeling i had have when, you ever broken a hand or something in like, like in my in life yeah, yeah yeah or before before my accident before or your accident no i've never broken anything oh okay <laughs> Never broken nothing. I broke nothing until I broke my neck. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. So, um, so yeah, but I that broke was the sensation hand, of same, same thing. I broke my hand. Okay. Um, oh, atrophy. Is what yeah, you yeah. Okay, yeah. So like when they took the cast off, mm-hmm. it was the first time I had experienced this. It was probably grade four, grade mm-hmm. six. My hand just kept falling down. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, right yeah. Now? And it was, a, it was a very overwhelming experience. So like I could only imagine amplify it. Bro, it was times. it was scary because like you know obviously you've got that fluid in your ear still, so you know what balance is, yeah. you know. So when my head just drops forward, the sensation of, oh my god, catch me! That's what I said. And some people, she told me, pass out when they do it for the first time. They faint. Too many G forces. Just they just they just they go. And um, so your head did fall forward. My head went forward, but, but your it didn't. Body's... My body was in the same spot. Okay. My body didn't move. Yeah. They were holding my like I had a I had someone behind me, right? I had someone behind me, and then they just let go of my head. And as my head fell forward, I I thought I was falling. Yeah. So yeah. Was, was it was it like dead weight falling or was it did you have resistance to the fall? Resistance to the fall. It's like, gravity. Yeah, yeah. But was it like just like dead weight, like like a like a baby, just like their head falls? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I was wondering. Okay. Or yeah, if yeah. it was just like a gentle letdown, like. Oh no, bro! You can't see this. Uh, there's no video right now, but I'm showing Dan with my arm. How I we get asked? It. Should we do video? I don't know if I want to do video. No. Maybe some behind the scenes kind of stuff. We'll get Maybe there. Show like, like that I don't. Deep V you got there in your chair. Deep V. Oh, I'm wearing a. Oh. No, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> it's more comfortable than. You know, it's out of convenience that I do it. It's not the most comfortable. Yeah. Obviously, getting into my bed, transferring over, that takes time because I do have to take my shoes off. Mm-hmm. And I can do that. It's not hard. It just sometimes I would rather... Because if I'm doing it in the middle of the day and I know if I'm going out later, I don't leave the house without shoes, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I'm not in the house without shoes either because I've banged up my toes and my feet too much when I don't have them. Like Just like a month ago, I scraped my toe just before bed. I took my shoes off and I was here and I scraped my toe on the dresser. And you know, just gushing blood in my sock. And I was like, great, sweet. And of course, I can't feel it. I was going to say, now, do you realize that? Because I remember learning in psychology, one of the worst things you can actually be born with is the inability to feel pain. Absolutely, it because is. Because people dangerous. that can't feel pain end up breaking their ankles or something like All the that. All the time. Continuing to walk on it for days. Yeah. And then they can't recover from it because Bro, of the damage done. So dangerous. So you, you, you can't realize if you bust your toe open until you visually see it. Yes and no. It? Or do you I have a can little feel, sensation? I can get a little sensation, but it has to be something grave has had to happen. Like a decent amount of trauma has to happen to a part of my body for me to feel it. And mm-hmm. the sensation I get, it's called autonomic dysreflexia. Okay. And so what that is is... I just said okay, like I completely <laughs> understand that. That was a very confident okay. Okay. I just yeah, 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 yeah. Continue. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Continue. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I get that, what happens? So the easiest way I know how to explain it to a person is, you have. So this is how I. Can you still hear me? Oh, yep. I thought I did some. The easiest way I know how to do it is so you have two types of nerves that run through your body, right? Ones that go to a source, the other that come from the source. Okay. So. Let's say, so like I have my toe, right? The nerves that running from my toe to my brain, right? Aren't all getting there. And the nerves that running from my brain to my toe aren't all getting there. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. So some of them are getting there, but not enough to actually move the muscles to trigger it to move. Do you know okay. what I'm saying? So it's the now same. How do, the, how, how do you know that? Is there, is there a test that's done or is it just assumed that some are still going there or... Dude, there's a test. Yeah, there's a test. There is a test. So now, it's like, there are some a... people that have none at all. Absolutely. So okay. they, they send you through 
cotton swab, uh, a feather or whatever, a needle. You know, they, they prick at these parts of your body to find out where your line of sensation and where your nerves are greatly affected or not so affected by the paralysis. Okay. So that's a test that physio or your physician, after you have your energy they, or your injury, they'll run you through that to see. I don't know what the test is called, but um, I don't have enough to feel. So like if they put a needle in my toe, my body obviously will react, but will I respond to it like through the skin? No, I won't. But the body will go through this sensation, which is, you know, the dysreflexia. And it'll, it has stages to it. There's like five okay. stages to it. So like sometimes the stages one through five can be mixed. Like sometimes you go to th- two, then three. Or, or sorry, you go three, then two, or three, then one, or like four. If you get anywhere like four or five, then it's like you got to start doing things quickly. So um, the earlier ones are things like cold sweats. Okay. Right? Um, lightheadedness is... So basically like the physiological response I would have if I stub my toe but without the pain. Everything else. Well, but without the pain, it's very hard to... Well, so here's the thing. So what's happening is it's that... It's so correlated in my brain that I don't your, know if I could tell the difference. Your brain would... Under, see, that's the thing. Is like if you stubbed your toe, mm-hmm. you, the nerves in your foot told your brain mm-hmm. almost immediately, you just stubbed your toe. Mm-hmm. So you would react the same way knowing that you just stubbed your toe. Mm-hmm. You'd grab it, you'd, you know, lift it up the ground, you know, get the pressure off of it and stuff like that. You would do things to alleviate that pain. Mm-hmm. I stub my toe. I'm still doing the same shit. Mm-hmm. Nothing's different. The only thing is, is that the signal is trying to get to my brain to tell my brain, you've just stubbed your toe. So what happens is the body, the entire body goes into this like alarm state, which is the dysreflexia. It's telling me something is it's like a fail safe system okay it's telling me something is wrong we don't know where it is right we just know something is wrong so are there ever times you get that and you basically have to like yes do a once over exactly get naked do a once i have to check where yeah exactly yep. so when i get to one time this is legit this happened one time i had it and i didn't know what was happening i was in a cold sweat for a long time but then like you know for like three hours, I started, then I started getting like faint. So like lightheadedness is one of the stages too. Cold sweats is an early one. Um, headaches is an earlier one as well. But if the headache intensifies and then you start getting more and more, head, you, when you start getting loss of vision, mm-hmm. that's when like your blood pressure is dropping and something is wrong. You're accelerated, your heart rate goes up. And then you, when you lose, like oh yeah, nausea is one of the mm-hmm. later ones too. And once you get to that point, you have to figure out what is going on because if it lasts too long death is obviously on the table Mm -hmm. oh yeah death is part of this equation absolutely so but the thing is is like so there's this one time this is within this is within the first year uh still at st chris i went back you know so this is probably the summertime um i had shoes on obviously and a nurse or no when i when a nurse was putting my shoe on they pulled my toenail up my toenail came up but I didn't, it happened in the morning mm-hmm. when I got ready for school. Okay. But I didn't know because I was like, oh, it's too hot out. I don't want to wear socks mm-hmm. is what my mentality was. But that's how I used to do things. So your nail got caught going into your shoe. Exactly. Ripped up. It ripped up. So I'm going to school. I'm at school. I'm starting to sweat. I feel uncomfortable. I'm starting to get a headache. Starting to get nauseous. And then by the time I get back to the hospital, because I was still living in the hospital at this point, they take off my shoe. So wild to me, bro. They take off my shoe. And it's just so. Yep, yep. They take off my shoe, and my like m- the front of my shoe is covered in blood, bro. Just blood is the all in the front. Dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's and it's like, oh shit, I didn't. Yeah, and like of course you know one of the nurses was like really apologetic, but I'm like it's not your fault. Like it's kind of I'm an idiot. Like I'm supposed to. Do I'm you think your um, awareness has improved over times? Oh yeah, like, like I, you would have felt that earlier, or like. If that happened now, would you be more aware of what's going on, do you think? I would go through my checklist quicker. Yeah. Yeah. So bladder is one, you know, you know, have I had a bowel movement in however many days or how many, you know, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. That's part of the checklist. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, bladder infections, mm-hmm. like, sorry, UTIs, like that's very common for quadriplegics. So I would, you know, if I'm drinking enough water... If, you know, if my urine's very cloudy and stuff like that, you know, those are signs and stuff like that. So, you know, I'd go through that list. And then if it's, 
if it lasts, if it comes and goes and if it lasts an X amount of days, I go to emerge and I have to get checked out mm-hmm. or I call the, you know, I call my physician and, mm-hmm. and she'll be like, yeah, you got to Because I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know what. It, and then one time I went through like x-rays and all this stuff. Dan, you're constipated. Go take a shit. <laughs> And I was like, great, awesome. God damn. That was or like, no, no, you got to eat more fiber. Oh, okay. That, you got to eat more fiber. Because sounds it, you know, like my buddy, he ended up in the hospital. stool's too hard. He ended up in the hospital the other day because he had his Shit's first uh, heartburn. Yeah. And he's, he thought he was having a heart, heart attack. attack. Yeah. It's just well, like, ah, shit. Remember what I told you? I was like, welcome to being old, my friend. Well, here's another thing. Another awesome thing that I got to deal with is um, my left arm and my right arm, the sensation is different. Remember what I told you about mm-hmm. that test, that sensation test? Yep. The scores on my left arm and right arm are different. Okay. So my I can stick my hand in a tub of hot water, right? Have I told you this? Nope. I can stick my hands in a tub of hot water and my left arm will feel will be more sensitive to it than my right arm. My right hand will be. It's your emotional arm. So yeah. <laughs> so like this arm <laughs> is it's okay to be emotional. Yeah, it's okay it's to be right. sensitive. Like this arm, so like I would have to obviously if I was sticking in there for a time limit, this arm would come out first than this one. Now, random question. I don't even think it has relevance. Are you right or left-handed? I am right-handed. Okay. My first arm to move after my accident was my left hand. Interesting. And I was actually scared that I was going to have to be left-handed. Mm-hmm. But I was turning. I was what getting... a funny thing to be, bro, what a thing to legit, be worried yeah. of when you achieve such a monumentous like thing. Yeah. You're like, fuck, I have to be a lefty? I, I was scared. <laughs> Got to get a new baseball glove? I was like, bro, this is... Not what I signed. Bro, if you're a lefty, oh, yeah, I would still use that hand to throw. Or, yeah, yeah, true. Damn it. I was going to I was gonna throw something and you'd be like, bro, I catch with the left. But, yeah, yeah if you're a lefty, you're throwing with the left. Damn it. Oh, um, poor guy. But, like, 100%. Like, that's one of the things I was afraid of. And um, I ended so up funny. I ended up getting my right arm back and going and stuff, and it was all right. But, uh, yeah, when it comes to the dysreflexia and stuff like that, like, those are one of the things that um, – yeah, I got to deal with that. I can't remember where I was going with that. but uh. I was going to say, I ran into a similar thing last year. I told you about it um, after I got my biopsy for lymphoma in my groin. Mm-hmm. Um, when I came out of surgery, they were like, all right, you're good to go. And I was about half an hour post-surgery. And I went to step out of bed and my leg just collapsed underneath me. And I thought my leg was just asleep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? And I got up. Have you ever seen Wolf of Wall Street when Leonardo oh, was yeah. trying to get back Bro, in the I send you that. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm trying to get back in the hospital bed, and that's what I look like. I sent the like rolling table flying. Oh, you know what? I think you have told me. Yeah, about, I sent the rolling table flying. Yeah. I like and three nurses came running. I'm like, oh guys, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. My legs just asleep. Because I thought I sit cross-legged, so I figured I put my leg asleep. Yeah. And then they started to get worried. And I, I when you're coming out of post-surgery, you're kind of unaware of time, right? So mm. It felt like four, 15 minutes, but it actually had been 45. And I'm like, guys, my leg's just asleep. Don't worry. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And the surgeon reappeared in street clothes back into my room. <laughs> and I was like, ah, fuck. This is a really bad sign. <laughs> and he's, he took um, one of the tongue depressors, and I was about to say, ah. And he breaks it in half and starts poking my left leg from my hip all the way down to my toes. And you couldn't feel anything? Couldn't feel a thing. Yeah, bro. It's weird. And he's like, hmm, this is a first for me. It seems I froze your entire leg nerve because I'm so skinny that when they, oh, the amount that did, they did the put freezing in that was supposed to be localized anesthetic, they did the whole thing, did my entire leg. And he had never done that before. So for eight hours, I experienced like a ghost leg. I couldn't put Phantom weight on pain, it. Yeah. yeah, like I can move it, which was really weird, but I had no muscular control if that makes yeah, sense no like voluntarily would, co- no voluntary yeah. control yeah. if you ever seen a ufc fighter lately they've been kicking the back of the knee nerve and then their leg doesn't work it or was if i've just like that. seen what my legs look yep. like all the time so it was like that it was really <laughs> yeah, and i think i remember telling you that day i was like i think that was the closest i've come to experiencing mm-hmm. that because it was a very weird sensation and the nurses were so concerned <laughs> absolutely like, oh no that's it's it's scary you know what i was actually just thinking about as you were talking about that and as we were talking about this and we were kind of struggling to find like you know a topic for this one and like this kind of plays into like comfort zones and like identifying new ones when you get introduced to them mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's like i had to understand that this is my new baseline mm-hmm. for i guess comfort or this is okay mm-hmm. you know don't panic too much but understand this is adjusting to this type of temperature you know mm-hmm. like this is how 
it is, but this isn't how it's got to be for the rest of your life. Because like I said, my sensation has changed in some areas. Like I've gained an understanding, like that funny bone feeling that I feel everywhere. When it intensifies, I know something's touching it. Do you ever get like running leg syndrome or anything? Where oh, yeah. you feel like you really mm-hmm. need to move or something like that? Bro, okay. Sitting as we're sitting right now, right? It's that fuzzy, funny bone feeling in my knees right now. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, the way I think my knees are positioned, my feet are on the floor, mm-hmm. flat on the floor, right? And like I'm not, I'm crouched. I don't feel like I'm sitting in a chair, but like I definitely feel like I'm crouched and like. Because of like the the weight? I, I don't know. When I'm in bed, mm-hmm. it feels like my feet are still, when I just get in bed, it's feeling like my feet, are, my feet are still bent. And then halfway through the night, I'll feel like my legs are straight out in front of me. And then when I get in my chair, it's the opposite. So like it feels like, like my legs are still straight out. Just slow, mm-hmm. slow adjusting, like yeah, six bro. hour adjustments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. It is. Well, I wanted to ask you, has anyone ever like tested your legs? like uh, To walk? No, no, no. Like in a street setting, like street disrespectfully like what do you mean? gave you a charlie horse or something and like oh you feel this they're like yeah if you get well after my accident like some at your, school some of your boys give some of the boys yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well they were like you know what is it like when you smoke weed and i was like i don't know what it feels like so it feels like, like i'm flying well bro the first time i did i my buddies that make fun of me for it still because i was like holy shit like i can feel like I, it's like I can feel like the blood. I don't know. I say something dumb and like. No, you know it makes sense. Man. I can't That's remember what, what it was. I can't remember what I said. Like they they recited all the time, but I can't remember yeah. what I said. But like it was something like you, you can know. Feel the blood moving through. I your could feel the blood flowing through my hands, all of it, mm-hmm. every bit of it. It was crazy. It was weird. But um, uh, in, you know, in terms of yeah, like you know, testing out stuff like that. Like you know, I've had people actually come up and say, "Try to open your hand." And I was like. I can't and like don't don't say you can't do something. I'm like, it's okay to say that <laughs> I cannot do something. Well, you it's also all right. see in like pop culture too, like um the idea is if someone's paralyzed or quadriplegic, um, you can like beat their legs down and no reaction. You know what I mean? You see oh, that bro. in movies a lot. That's like, a terrible rendition yeah. or uh oh it's awful. They when I was a kid, shit. I would have I would have assumed like, because I of could that, come right? Over there and beat your legs with a baseball bat, and you would look at me with a smile like, "Good job, Dan." You know, oh yeah, because of pop culture, the way they portrayed it. Oh, kind of like without what's his name, Mister Deeds. Yeah, remember his foot? Yep. Remember exactly. that? When he takes that fire poker and stabs him. Exactly. I was like, bro, like, no matter what you think, mm-hmm. that is a terrible thing to do, and he felt every bit of it. Mm-hmm. He felt that shit in yeah. one way or another. It's it's and it was crazy to find out that like the body has a fail safe like it has a way to tell you something's wrong it just can't tell you where it is mm-hmm. but it tells you something is wrong it's like the world is like that too mm-hmm. you know what i mean we, we give signals when you're going through things even emotionally mm-hmm. like the alarms can go off it's whether we're paying attention enough to see that that's what these are these symptoms well, i guess i'm basically defining symptoms right now mm-hmm. but it, it's crazy that even though the machine is broken like even though you know spinal cord injury is what i mean i'm referring to myself as the machine they're like there's still a way to get the signals up you know what i'm saying yeah yeah there's like a digital and analog system which yeah it's like it, it falls back to that it goes back to the analog when it's like oh it's yeah. like we're going back to the old it's ways it's got limited abilities but it can still function it can still thing. function yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool it's crazy it's I, I don't know how we came on top of that one but uh no that's i think that's the first time i've actually talked to you more about that in a little bit more depth eh yeah yeah i think so because i've asked uh, questions about your hands have you thought about stuff? that and stuff like oh like with my like, hand yeah like I always the surgery questions about it. i think that's so cool see i think we're gonna have to do like a video one on yeah, that that's gonna be a behind the scenes yeah we're gonna have to get a video how the on machine that. works because i did have surgery <laughs> on my hand yeah machine I did have surgery on my wrist to allow myself to squeeze and hold mm-hmm. things. So my left hand can't squeeze things. My left hand or fingers are more flexible than my right hand because uh, I had that surgery to allow me to grip things. So like this microphone. Well, you've seen me on some stages where I, they don't have a stand yeah. and I'm forced to hold the mic. Yeah, we got that'll be another. I think that's got to be a future episode is levels of accessibility. Because we've mm-hmm. spoken about that. Oh, and that that's how we your, started this, bro. And that comes to your traveling, too. It's like sometimes it's like, yeah, it's ex- but you need to minimize your um, unknowns because mm-hmm. something may say accessible, but like you say, what bro. level are we talking here? Oh, my God. Like, can I tell a story I about can that? roll into a school, but then you hand me a mic. It's like, 
Yeah. It's accessible, yes. But well, some places they just have a parking spot, but they yeah. don't have a button on the door. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, you're not a accessible. Little ramp, a little ramp up the sidewalk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like some people have the door, but like the door's not wide enough. It's like little things like that. Um, my girlfriend at the time, we went to Chicago and so where so well, you've been to chicago and I've you've been, been to south carolina detroit obviously in detroit toronto toronto uh where else i oh, i went to my buddy's cottage in um um oh my goodness oh he's gonna kick me in the head when i can't remember this cottage would be a terrible idea though it actually we had psws it's probably awesome like once you're there but like given the idea of what cottage it wasn't too bad because like it? we we managed because i have my ramps oh my gosh bro what's up north oh he's gonna uh there's, no there's a song about it too this is really going to Uh-oh. Oh the no. the uh i can't even remember the band too <sighs> canadian band what's his name died he died of cancer yeah, uh tragically hit yeah they sing a song about it about this play <laughs> oh. Lakes? I don't oh, know. i'm so sorry this is gonna bug me right now <laughs> i'm not cutting any of this out either yeah this oh, is staying in there i'll figure it out before before the end of it, but uh, buddy's got <laughs> oh man, and so that's but we had PSW show up to help me over the weekend when mm-hmm. we stayed when I stayed, so it was nice. And so, you got your boys too, if anything and happens. My like, boys were there, so you got like that backup going. That's on. the thing is like so when I travel, the way for me to do it to feel like for me personally, and like I want to, I want to do it at some point to the point where like I can just go by myself. Mm-hmm. I want to get to the point, but like I would still need support worker services mm-hmm. in the area so like mm-hmm. i remember you know the same um the same company that i used in south carolina is the same company i used in um they had the same one available in chicago so this is probably this is a company that specializes yep in supporting support care people like quadriplegics that yep. want to travel they set you up with everything you need i call them in advance i let them know my situation what i need what type of services this i need is like a whole different world i would never experience right now like, mm-hmm. and so it was pretty awesome so like ontario has one mm-hmm. um i it's just it's just the planning that's yeah. the thing because you, you go to have a lot to... of sport events too like we're gonna bring it back to that story about chicago oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we gotta bring the... to oh mention, yeah, yeah. Like, you want to hear that you go to a lot of sporting events i've seen and they always seem to be very accommodating from what i've seen i mean maybe you have a negative story but from all the there's some negative to it like the bathrooms a lot of people like think that and i think like after covid i feel like i hope that people are more respectful to other people more considerate to people because like i see you know, when it's a family that uses uh, an accessible bathroom, oh, it's dude, fine. Oh, dude, that's it's fine. the worst feeling it's, when I go to take a shit in a wheelchair toilet and then I come out and there's a guy in a wheelchair. Exactly, right there. I'm bro. Like, oh. You're that guy? <laughs> I don't mean to be sometimes. They don't, they, they don't shoot you the finger, but they, they mean to, bro. I know, but sometimes I really got pooped, too. Doesn't matter, bro. We're all equal, Doesn't bro. matter. Bro, we're no. all equal. No. That's what I say and then I run out. All toilets aren't the same. Some toilets say, say "Welcome to equality, bitch," and then I run out of the bathroom. Some toilets are designed for some asses, bro. All right, and that ain't that ain't your yeah, toilet. My little skinny ass could go in the like urinal if I had to, but listen, when then go in the full, urinal, be that guy. But they're all full, and I gotta go, man. No, I know, but listen, <laughs> I apologize again in advance if I ever do it. No, it's a it's a hard, that's a hard no. So there's situations like that where I run into stuff like that. So here is that is that a hard no? You think if, if hard you're, no if you're at a public event? Yep. Long long line. Yep. Accessible bathroom. Yep. No. Nobody in sight. In no. That could use remember it. Bayfest when they had the accessible yeah. porta yeah. porta johns. Yeah yeah yeah. I say when I see someone come out of there and I'm in line, I'm like, bro. Um, then no it's a hard no hard no hard no fair enough absolute no fair enough because check this out because i go into a park like i i will go into a, the same thing with like parking spaces mm-hmm. bro um yeah i don't fuck with the parking spaces okay i feel like that's like and it's for me you can call it handicapped spot or accessible spot me i'm not offended by either um okay. you know um but the thing is is that like you know with these accessible spots right in is, the lots. Is that the newer li- lingo, the accessible spots? Well, I, I, think, I, I think I I think it sounds uh, more proper. I just say accessible. Yeah. I, I like accessibility rather than yeah. you know inaccessible. When you say handicapped spot, it just sounds like yeah. Some people get caught up about it. I don't. Yeah. I, not, I wouldn't get caught up, but you're right. you're right. When I say it out loud with mm-hmm. like objective awareness, oh, I'm yeah. like, oh shit, that does sound kind of true, 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 true. Without any I've never thought of it before. Then I say it out loud, I'm like, oh man, that's kind of stupid. So when people park in those spots or not even park. They're just sitting and they're idling. They're waiting for, you know, their mom to come out who doesn't need that spot. 
mm-hmm. who isn't, you know, they don't get a tag or sticker or whatever like that. And I've even, you know, so like I've and, seen situations like that. I don't like think that. it's fair to, it's use, brutal. to use that. Well, they do have a disability, but they don't have the card. Then get the fucking card. I get the, will oh, say yeah. That. I will get say the that. Card. I'll defend you on that side for sure. Don't ever. You can't even just be like, well, they need it. But then get the card then if they need it. Yeah. Because there's people that went through to get the card. There's people that went through the process of getting that so that we don't get fined $300. Yeah, trust me. There's shame when I walk out of that toilet. It's only happened like once or twice, but there's shame. But I really got to go sometimes. Bro, no, But it's no. a hard no. Okay, it's from now no. on, man, you changed my life. I, go. It's going to be... No. I, I will never... That and down. idling. That and idling in a spot. No. Yeah. You're just waiting for some... Oh, I'm just waiting for so so-and-so. I was halfway there. I was halfway there. Yeah. Uh, I have other ones, too, that I think... Um, Maybe we'll make a checklist one day. Hard quad hard nose. Quad oh yeah, quad hard, hard, hard yeah. Quad hard, hard nose. Quad hard nose. 100%. Hard nose from a quad. We'll jump on that. Yeah. Because uh, see, I I thought I would have been able to reason and been like, man, I had to go. But if it's a hard no, I don't want to fu- I'm not going to step it's like my man's life grounds. is hard enough. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It, that's what I mean. That's the shame I feel when I came out yeah. too though. But there's also the shame of pooping your pants. So it's you like, gotta leave. do I balance? Do I want the shame from well, one? Here's the thing, do bro. I want the shame from one man or do I want the shame from the entire public event that <laughs> smell me? Bro, I don't know. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to tell this. I don't know if I should tell this story. I've actually been sworn to secrecy to tell, not to tell this story. But there was a time where I shit myself. And it was monumental. My man. It was so bad. Dude, as you get older, if 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 you say no, you're lying to yourself. Oh, 100%. Like, Everyone is shit themselves. Have a, yeah, a little, little party here or there, you're lying to so yourself. So I was just going to say, so like you're like the shame of shitting yourself. My man in that chair has shit himself multiple yeah. times. But there was this one time where I did it and it was so, so, so bad. We, boys and I, yeah, I apologize for talking about this one out loud, guys. I'm not going to say names. But... Um, we were Wait, going to the boys. Yeah, the boy is the boys. So yeah, tell them that's party. I love my boys, that's and like I know, uh, there was. Uh, yeah, that's why I knew when you said you went to the cottage. Like when you're with your boys, oh, it's Your true. chair could give out everything. And they'd still carry me. Oh, they absolutely would. Just taught. There's, there's no worries. It, it's it, it's true, and that's yeah. why like when it comes to traveling, that's where I would feel yeah. the most comfortable doing yeah, it. If but you like, could have like two to three like people just with you. Yeah. That's a fail safe right oh, there, yeah. I think. Easily, yeah. easily. So like, yeah, so this one time we, 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 we hit, I'm not going to name the sushi restaurant, but I think you know where I'm talking. <laughs> yeah. We had these. Unlimited sushi probably. Cream cheese puff things. Ooh, ooh, Bro. Ooh. It was, it was bad. We had them the day before and then, you know. That as, grease there is sketchy. Yeah. And uh, I got a potato patty once and it just tasted like sushi. So it's like you know they're cooking everything. They know they're cooking everything in the same thing. Yeah, that's how I feel when I get my um, when I go to Harvey's and I get my. uh, (laughs) You know what I like there? Uh, Harvey's fucks with me. No, my apple pies. Oh yeah, you love. And it tastes like it tastes like onion rings. (laughs) (laughs) The worst. Uh, So you got to go at a certain time to get your apple pies. By the way, people, if you're going to Harvey's, they're so good, bro. (laughs) They're so good. They're so dangerous. I get mad when I can't. Somehow transition from a story of you shitting yourself. No, no, no. We're going to go back to it. No, I'm finishing that story. I'm finishing it. Let me finish. Let me finish. It was a beautiful, like, swivel of stories. No, let me finish this one. It's not bad. So, uh, you know, so we're driving. I'm driving. I'm driving up. We're on our way up. We had to pick up my one buddy, too, into halfway up there. And so when we got to the halfway point, I was like, guys, listen, I got to tell you something serious. You know, I'm shitting myself right now, and I got to get cleaned up. Like, I'm not going about to. We hadn't gone to the game yet. We're on our way to the game. Now, what's your sensation level of that? Because I've so had remember that remember that remember that, that thing. Like weirdly enough, I've had people ask me about. So your remember sensations. the dysreflexia I talked to you yeah. about. Same. So so you know something's happening. Like when I like exactly when I know I got shit, I got sweat dripping down. I'm. It's a little different than that, but yes. But the, you're having almost the same physiological response. When right? I'm when I'm urinating. Yeah. And which when could my, be happening right now, everybody. Wh- I don't know. It happened. It happened like an hour. It happened like Dan twenty minutes ago. Like, yeah, Dan's playing. I took a piss like twenty minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> and when when I'm so number one or number two. Yeah. Sensation is the same. Oh, that's a mind fuck. It is yeah. exactly. So it's like in my mind, how do I know which one's happening? Well, because you know, I go in the mornings when my PSWs come. I do that stuff in the morning, and so I finish. So I'm good for the rest of the day mm-hmm. so that's why i make sure i do it in the mornings right so i don't have to worry about that throughout the throughout the rest of the day but like when i'm urinating i know based on how much i've drank so like my body my mind is already programmed so like if i drink an x amount 
before a certain time, I know how many times I'm going to go. Right. And I know how often I have to empty my catheter. Because you're the machine, baby. Because you just, and it, it's just something you learn. Mm-hmm. It's, it, like I said, it's a new comfort zone, identifying that. But like, it's also understanding that like, you can still do other things because of those things. But like, this was one thing that I was like, wow, this is very, this is an uncomfortable moment for me. And like, I needed my boys to like pull through and help me out with it. And like, they stepped up in a way that like, it was hilarious. Like it was so funny. Like my one buddy was in there like, bro, at one point I had both my knees on a bed in my knees in the air, like just like a baby, like Like, a grown baby, like a grown grown baby. And my one buddy's just there wiping and he's like gagging. And he's like, at the same time he goes like, how, did, did they draw straws on who's wiping or how? Oh, no. They're like both of them. Like, it was like a tag team thing. Like, one person. There's, oh, so there's two buddies. There's two. Like, one okay. tagged in. One's like, I can't breathe. And like, <laughs> one left came in. It was like, all right. It, like, held his breath. It was like, it was, bro, it was a funny system, but like, oh it was hilarious. God. And like, he got to the point where he was like, he was like gagging. He was like, I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you need a COVID mask bro. right there. It was the most insane thing. One of the most insane things that like has happened to me after my act. But like, yeah. you know, when I think about moments where it's like, but you know, you know, it's also like, I just want to go a little. You're probably no, no. I think you're going in the same direction. Go but ahead. Like, yeah. it's crazy to think that like if you watch a movie Jackass or something, there's people that are at that level of comfort mm-hmm. that do it for fun. Oh, we're not going the same direction. No, no, no. I'm just, I just, I just kind of thought of that, like how weird of a situation it is, but. You've probably got comfortable being uncomfortable in situations like that. I wasn't that comfortable. I'll be honest with you. But you've probably gotten a little more attuned to it. It's it's like I, I go mean, into talking like, about it on a podcast. Absolutely, which most people won't even talk about bowel movements. In oh yeah, this is a, yeah, this is definitely a weirder. So one. I think definitely you're at a higher comfort level than most. Because even like when I talk about it with other adults, I'm like. Wait, you're not at the comfort level well, of like, talking I, I, about I, going to the washroom. Well, what's the yet? thing is like I've had to have some of these some preliminary conversations with some of my friends about it, right? Like I have, you know, one of my friends, I texted her and I was like, yo, listen, like if I'm in the middle of the night and she, you know, lives, you know, around the corner and stuff, I was like, if I was ever in a situation where I desperately needed like your help with like my catheter or something, mm-hmm. would you do it? She's like, oh yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. And it's like, but it's like, yeah, like having that conversation that was a little uncomfortable but it's like you do it now like you know when you're around and something like that happens and you're with them it's like you know you have it's like you're making more and more safety nets for yourself mm-hmm. as you the more of these conversations that you have with certain people i definitely find because i shoot weddings i'm with yeah. people 16 hours a day i run into weird situations um like i'll give you a story well i had like, the one where i was like passing out remember that one or you go ahead first. i was gonna say i just have one like it kind of correlates with yours i was doing family photos out in a field we were in corona we'll say like yeah. a small town yeah um there's a baseball diamond about 500 meters away up the road so drivable and then there's um dugouts with like one little room that has two bathrooms the boys and girls bathrooms yeah and we they haven't reached gender neutral at the baseball fields yet yeah so i'm shooting the family photos and i think there's probably 100 to 150 people out here like almost a whole wedding game mm-hmm. and i'm like about maybe 20 photos and i'm like guys i go up to the bride and groom like and there's a lot of people around. i'm like i gotta go wash my eyes i'm gonna just deke out real quick and like and they say out loud like oh man you can just use the washroom over here just go in the bush i'm like so they already blew my cover like now everybody yeah, knows yeah, yeah. So i'm like no i gotta use the washroom guys <laughs> and they're like oh shit okay so there's like the dugout is down there so i'm like the okay. fucking dugout yes 500 meters away is the closest thing so i get my like, okay guys. shit in a dugout no no like that that little room was there too oh, okay it's a little oh sports room okay. so i get in my car i'm like okay guys pausing family photos so 150 people in the field look at me i'm like be right back I get in my car, drive to the dugouts, and like it's within eye shot of where we were shooting. It was just like you had to drive to this thing. Yeah, because it was like it was a little ways away. So I, I drive there, I get out, and all you hear is because I go to open the door and it's locked, and I hear like 150 people, like half a kilometer away, go oh, because now they all know what's happening. And I'm not lying. This little angel of an old man, I don't know who he is or what happened. He popped out of his house. He's like, "Hey man, you can shit in my house." I was like, oh, fuck me. 
So I just went and did it and I came back to the family. You went to his house? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I think at weddings I've learned to like <laughs> drop my guard because a lot of the starts of my days are yeah. with like bridesmaids all day. So it's yeah. like I'm in a house of like eight women getting ready and it's like I'm drinking coffee in the morning and I'm just like. Oh, true. Sometimes I'll be like, hey, is there a washroom? They're like, yeah, right here. I'm like, is that like one in the basement maybe? Because <laughs> yeah, like, you just get into weird. And I guess yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I've become comfortable with it too because I have to address it because if I got to go, I got to go. And it's a room of like eight beautiful women getting ready in full makeup. It, in my, it, my, I was just thinking about you and getting ready with uh, weddings. Did we, it reminded me of that, that guy tying the tie. Oh, yeah. Did we talk about that on this? I think we did. <laughs> I think we told the story. No, no, don't tell it again. Yeah, I think, read, yeah, I know I think we, we told the story. That's, oh, that's, oh, God. But that's but like, like when, it, yeah, I told that story to so many people, and every time I end it, like, I'm like, I gotta bring that to stand up comedy because that's like the perfect story. Oh, man, those are, like, man, stories are awesome. Like, these, uh, it's, 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 that's the juice. Yeah, but, but when you got 150 people yell, oh, because they know you got a shit and you mm -hmm. can't, you get, comfortable with a pretty quick talking about it so and like has this that, just become the shit episode by accident I, by accident maybe near the tail end <laughs> maybe at the end but like you know i was just gonna say though like you know when you go through and shout out my boys when you go through something like that like you know obviously it does you know it's a shared experience and like you know you are you know brought closer together but like it's it's for real though because you know um i know there's people that i can count on for certain things mm -hmm. and it's it's a very comforting it decreases anxiety by a lot when you have that mm -hmm. in life. And, you know, uh, it's important for you guys. And, like, make sure those people in your life know those things. Mm -hmm. Like, make sure they know that, like, yo, thank you for being, you know, so-and-so or this person. Because without you being that to me, like, uh, you know, give credit where credit's due. You know, it's one of the principles I live my life by. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, shout out. As a, and also, I'm sorry for talking about that story because, like, that shit was not fun, but like it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> now, was that the Chicago trip you were going to talk about, or are we mm, going to bring it way back to another mm, Chicago no. trip? No. Oh, that was about accessible. That Chicago trip yeah. was about accessibility. Because, like, you know, when places say they're accessible. Mm -hmm. So, my girlfriend at the time, she, we booked this one hotel because it said it was accessible. It had an accessible bathroom for me to get into the bathroom to, you know, empty my catheter space for me to do that on my own. But, like, when we got there, it just had like a raised toilet booster thing. And I was like, and our handrail. And I'm like, yeah, I think that handrail is like what, what they think. think is accessible. And I'm but like, that's not that gets in everyone's like, way. There's a, there's a tub in here. It's yeah. not accessible. What do you think this is? And the bathroom's like four by three. I was like, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't, this isn't accessibility. So we get into the room and stuff like that. It's small. It's not big enough. And like, we're like, okay, wow. Like that's, you know, that's trash. And then, uh, we were going to take this tour, this bus tour, you know, downtown and like see different places and go to the show and stuff. And then, uh, it ended up the, the vehicle said it was, you know, accessible and we get there and they're like, Oh, how are we going to do this? When I show up and they're like, what do you mean? Like there's stairs right here, bro. He's like the, 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 the driver, the whoever was like ready to like pick me up. I'm like, this is a power wheelchair. Where am I going to park this thing? Mm -hmm. It was snowing. It was in the middle. It was just, it was just in December. He's fold it up, put it in the Yeah, and I was like, thing. what? What do you think this is? So when you're talking about accessibility, like it has to, if a vehicle is accessible, it's not just elderly or people who can literally stand up. Mm -hmm. It's got to be accessible. If you're calling it an accessible vehicle, call it an accessible. It, it has to be accessible yeah, that's for why people so with hard. wheelchairs. That's why it's so hard for you to travel because... It's much harder the for unknowns. you to deal with the unknowns. Yeah, like bro. When I went to Cuba, um, I ended up in a Cuban hospital, and he ended up being an awesome doctor and laughing at me. And Cuba, mm. shout out to the healthcare system, is amazing. But I broke out in a rash from like chin to toe, just red dots. And uh, I ended up going to the hospital, but I ended up going in this little fucking Chinook kind of like, I don't even know what it was. It was like a scooter with a cover on it. It is very weird. But if you were in that situation, you would have a much harder time getting around because I don't think Cuba has accessibility for you. Mm -hmm. I don't think, like you said too, if like something on your chair broke, you wouldn't have that in Cuba to get those parts. So it's definitely like I somebody able-bodied is much more able. I don't want to use that fucking yeah. twice to deal with the unknown Whereas oh, for you, I, it can be much more. It's much more. It's definitely problematic because let's say I get, you know, one of my obviously nightmare. The stories that I read is that 
you arrive in like again another country another location and you have no backup catheter oh no that stuff i know but like when it comes to my chair i mean like for um, me my biggest concern is i didn't bring conditioner right now if i didn't <laughs> if i somehow lost my armrest of my chair mm-hmm. or if one of the cords were severed on it because mm-hmm. of you know it wasn't properly stowed away it's like because i don't fl- if i fly i don't fly in the chair what do you mean they I don't, to, do they have to stow it underneath yeah what the fuck man i'm not flying from my chair it's not like when i'm driving my van they can't just like let no. you roll up first class like no i i sit in a chi- i would sit in a regular passenger seat so they would like you know when they I, push they would people p- around in the wheelchair in the airport like yeah. a steward or whatever i would be in one of those and like it's this it's this narrow chair no it's not even like that one not even the one in the airport mm-hmm. it's it's one that i have to transfer to and they would take the chair they would take my power chair and they would take it down and stow it away right why is that because i can't fly this can't be secured to the plane Really? Like this, like this someone, chair yeah, here, yeah, yeah. this chair here is secured and fastened to my van when I'm when I lock in. Right, they don't have a spot though that you could just. It's not a universal ch- lock-in thing. Yeah, like but just like you know, bungee strap you down or something. No, no, no. Oh. I have to be strapped into like the seats that are in the plane. Just because of flight regulations. Because of flight reg, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Weird. So when I get in, when when I would, so if I were to fly, right, I would transfer over to this thin, very you know. Uh, narrow chair seat and it would take me up the aisle they would someone would push me up the aisle because i couldn't push myself because there's no there's no i can't put my arms it's narrow it's too narrow it's got to be for the aisles people walk sideways to those things oh anyways i'm just imagining the little hannibal lecter like chair like you know that little like table chair i haven't seen hannibal lecter oh it's just like where he's laying there like flat because you'd just be rolling past people i've never seen it I've never seen that. No, but, but I've never seen. Oh, like, you've never the, seen the, the chair, chair I'm talking about. Talking about yeah. No, so and then so it. from there, like you're saying it would only it could only be really the width of a person, not, really. Yeah. So and then I would transfer from that to an actual plane seat. Really. And that's what I would fly. So what if you have no upper body? They pick you up, bro. But like during the flight, because there's only like waists. You mean straps? Like what would happen to your upper body if you had no control over it? Well, I do. Yeah, I know you do, but like if you don't, you just can't fly, basically, then, right? No, I th- they probably have like different additional uh, straps. I, I don't or know. Something. There we go. I guess we don't know. It's the thing. It's like that's the, that's but like I, that's not something I would have to worry about. But you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually I, that that's a perfect leeway into. I, I wanted to ask you this: um, Is there an association or is there an accreditation system for accessibility? Or can anybody like just world? put a sticker? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. There's has there has to be there's a there's a minimum because there's, there's a like, standard. There's like um I was watching because even that stopgap initiative they have to follow a certain guidelines when it comes to their ramps. Right, but what I guess I'm getting at is like, did you see Seaspiracy on Netflix? I haven't yet because I bought a bunch of salmon and my buddies were talking about it after I bought that. So <laughs> I I was like, should I eat this before? Sorry, should I watch this before I eat that? They're like, yes. Eat, sorry, do not watch it. Until you finish all that, I was like, okay, good. All right, I'm little spoiler, spoiler, but not really. Um, you know the sticker that's on tuna that says "Dolphin Safe." Fuck off. Sorry, are you about to say something that's like the companies just register register for that, but there's no overarching check. What? Like, they don't have to check up on it or anything like that. So, so whether a dolphin was killed by the byproduct of. Oh yeah, and, and even on that, there's a minimum number. It's not zero. It's not. Z- yeah. So spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're gonna man. hate. You're gonna hate when you watch a show how many things die in the ocean. But what I'm getting at is, is <sighs> I like with stopgap, but like uh, the hotel you went with, it says yeah, yeah. it's accessible. But what's that level like? Do you think there should be like levels, like ten there, levels of accessibility? Like level ten is oh, I see what you're saying. Quadriplegic. Yeah. Level one's accessible to somebody with crutches. I see what you're saying now. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. should there be or is? I I don't think there is an over. I think there is. People don't respond to it or acknowledge it or. I don't think there is. I think there might be. Do Do you think we're like what? Like I know, like Canada has like accessibility. There's initiatives out there. And there's initiatives, but I don't think there's like one that officially goes like, hey, this is your official level of accessibility. Yeah. Like an official credit. Like you register for it as a business. They Maybe you pay for it. They come check you out. 
give you like a sticker for the. I ball. think that's the city. If I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, that sounds municipal. Yeah. But like you're but, asking, is there like a global, national? Or a national? One? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think, think it so. Would be so beneficial, like just. Thinking I think there's out a loud. provincial one. Yeah, just I, thinking out loud of like, hey, this is the level of accessibility we're truly at, not just. Accessible. We've we've got way to go because like some people only think about accessibility they think about physical limitations mm-hmm. right like just put a wheelchair put ramp. a wheelchair ramp and you're good to go Done. but what about someone hearing impaired mm-hmm. you know what I mean what exactly. about vision impaired yeah. you know what I'm saying like just there's there's that accessibility as well mm-hmm. um uh it, there's others like and that's what I'm talking about it'd yeah. be interesting if there was like a governing body that oversaw all of that so you knew when you saw. The accessibility sign. They would have to make a new sign for me to like believe that there are a certain point. Exactly. It's like it would have or to have like the a, wheelchair sign, but a number or a like QR code beside it that gives you like a which breakdown. one it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Something like that. Because uh, like like you say, people can like uh, yeah. people can just kind of post it, fake it, fake it till they make it, but it's not really what it is. It's true. They can you know pretend, but like it's not you know what it is. So I think we've gotten better. It's it's progressing. It's progressing, but the awareness needs still needs to work to be gone. That's probably one of the. Uh, that's why one of the things I was working on. I was trying to get more mm-hmm. more picnic benches. You've been a little busy bee lately. Busy busy today, and uh, working on something else. Do you guys like hide and seek? All right. That's <laughs> all. I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> Just ask the weirdest question to ev- end everything, everything on. Everything on. You know. Uh, but yeah, no, working on some stuff, like a lot of projects. Um, glad you guys came by. You know, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks everybody for listening, sharing. Uh, we made it to what forty on iTunes chart the other day. So that's awesome. Shout out to you guys. That's that far exceeds either of our expectations. I didn't even think I had expectations when yeah. it came to that. But like, that's amazing. Yeah, there's no. Like, ex- that's what I mean. There's no yeah. expectations, but when we see it, it's like. It's pretty awesome. Holy shit. Yeah, so appreciate that, guys. Like, share if you like. You know, if you don't, let us know what you don't like. But uh, continue listening. We appreciate you guys. And uh, thank you. This is uh, Coffin over Comfort Zone. And, oh, yeah, we forgot to introduce. I'm Dan. I'm Dan. All right. Take care, guys. Hey, don't forget to tell somebody you love them. There you go.